Welcome back to the Just Be Your Bad Self podcast, where you are enough just the way you are. I'm your host, Kimber Dutton, a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist who is on a mission to normalize the human experience in all of its messy imperfection. Join me as I explore what it means to feel worthy of love, to live wholeheartedly, and to lead an authentic life. Today I'll be talking with my friend, Chelsea Olson. Chelsea has a passion to help other women love themselves as they are, to see their potential and to grow the confidence that is already within. She's based her coaching and apparel business around the analogy of being the buffalo. Her goal is to face her own daily storms and in doing so, teach you how to face yours. Chelsea, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. I'm really excited to have you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Go ahead and give us a brief introduction of who you are, and then we'll jump into your story. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So my name is Chelsea Olson, and I am married to Tyler. He and I have been married for 10 years. We have two sweet little girls, Oakley and Blakely. They're 18 months apart, so it was really a surprise when Blakely came along. (laughs) And now we are pregnant with our third baby girl yet to be named, but she's doing about eight weeks. Congrats. And we, Tyler and I, we met in Logan, Utah, going to school at Utah State University and got married, stayed there for a little while. And then we spent um, about five years in Texas. We moved there for his job. And, and then we've been back here in Utah for like about a year, which has been nice to be closer to family, but we definitely are not used to the cold. <laughs> Come back to Southern Utah. It's not cold here. I know. Right. That's my, my mom would love that. <laughs> I'm sure she would. Yeah. So tell us about the business that you started. What's it called? Yeah. What's it about? Okay. So my business is called Undaunted Soul. And I started this originally because I wanted, I, I started the t-shirt business because I just wanted to make extra money. And I had a friend in Texas that was doing it. And she was like, I made $300 this weekend. And I was like, I want to make $300, <laughs> you know? And so I started doing that and I didn't know what to do, like what types of t-shirts to produce. And, you know, I, we, we named the business cause it was, it originally was Tyler and me, we were doing it together. And we, so we named the business 291 Tees because it was a combination of our girls' birthday, Oakley's on the March 29th and Blake's September 21st. And so we just combined those two numbers and I was doing like everything under the sun. Like if you came to me and said, Hey, I saw this cool t-shirt on Etsy, then I would try my best to recreate it and make it for you. And, and I knew that I wanted to like narrow it down. And it wasn't until, so in the middle of this whole t-shirt experience, then I, my husband and I had a really hard marriage struggle where it was right before the birth of my second daughter, Blakely. And all of a sudden, just like crap hit the fan and we didn't know each other. Like it was, 
It was like someone had thrown a rock into, you know, the blender and and made smoothie go everywhere, right? And, and <laughs> explain so- to the listeners, Chelsea's bringing that up because I did that today. I put a spoon yeah. in the blender and it like exploded all over me before this yeah. episode. So that's the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we had like, and, and it was so hard for me. It was very traumatic for me, which might not make sense for some of the listeners because they're like, okay, yeah, everyone has problems. But for me, it was like, I was a good Christian. I felt like I was doing everything right in my life. You know, like I was on this path and then all of a sudden we had these intense, serious marriage struggles where I didn't know if I wanted to stay with him, you know, like divorce was on the table. We, we just had problems and, and we, and and I say, I didn't know if I wanted to stay with him. I, I did want to stay with him. He wanted to stay with me. I wanted to stay with him, but it was, it was just very difficult, like to try to navigate that. And we had a brand new, brand new newborn that we were taking care of and an 18 month old, you know, that still very much needed us. She was still very much a baby and we had no family nearby. And so what we had to do was we had to just completely lean on each other. And it was so hard and scary to be able to do that because you're saying, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable with you and you're going to be vulnerable with me where we don't feel like we can be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. each other, you know, because we're, we're going through this hard time, but then we had to lean on each other to survive. And so it was, and that was, you know, those marriage struggles were three or so years ago, like when they really started happening and, and, and then looking back, you know, at the years coming up to those like marriage struggles, we could see where we were lacking and where like we had slowly moved away from each other and, you know, those kinds of things. And so, so after that, then, well, and also part of the, that problem too, was that I was dealing with postpartum depression Mm. and, and having those extra struggles on top of things. So it made my thoughts of self-worth, you know, very low. And, and I never wanted to, to like take my life or anything. However, I didn't want to live anymore. Like I just wanted I just wanted it to be over. Like, like, you know, just be in heaven. (laughs) I'll see you there. And, and, and it was, and it, it was hard because I, because I didn't know how to get out of it. I ended up getting on like medication and I'm starting to see a therapist, which really, really helped. And then, and Tyler and I did a little bit of couples therapy, but we actually got through the storm a lot easier by just doing our, by just, me working on myself and him working on myself. And then we kind of just were able to melt back together into us. And so I heard, I, I actually saw the analogy of being the Buffalo from someone on Instagram. They had a temporary tattoo, like on their hand of a Buffalo. And I'm like, that's like the weirdest tattoo <laughs> to have. Right. And, and so then I, then I found out more about it. And so for the, your listeners, so being the Buffalo, there's, buffaloes and cows and when they see a storm rolling in over the mountains then cows will turn and run away from the storm which 
you're probably thinking, well, duh, like, you know, like you don't want to be in that storm. But if you see cows, you know, they're very slow and the storm eventually catches up to them and they spend the entire time in that storm trying to outrun it. So they're running and the storm just catches up to them and they just, you know, they just follow the storm basically the whole time. They have minimal control over how they're handling that storm. So it maximizes the pain and sorrow that they're feeling and, you know, turmoil and all that stuff. However, buffaloes, when they see the storm coming in over the mountains, then they turn and face the storm and they head into it. And so I think it's like the coolest adaptation (laughs) that buffaloes know to do this because they know that by turning into the storm, then they'll have more control over how the storm is. And then also like, then it minimizes the amount of time spent in that storm. And so when I heard that analogy, then all of a sudden it just like, it spoke to me and I totally understood how come I felt the strong need of leaning into Tyler and getting to therapy and getting on medication to be able to take care of myself and go through that storm. And it wasn't until the beginning of this last year of 2021, where I finally decided to completely shift the focus of my niche with my business and the t-shirts and be solely focused on being the Buffalo and having that self-love because I felt feel like that analogy impacted my life so much and still does every single day that I wanted to share it with as many people as I could. So That's such a beautiful story. As you were talking, man, so many of the things you're talking about seem so relevant to so much of what I've been reading and studying lately. But this idea of being the buffalo, I follow you on Instagram. And so I've seen you tell this story before. But until you were talking just now, I hadn't made this connection. I'm into the past few years, I've gotten into secular Buddhism. um, And meditation and things. And one of the principles of Buddhism is this idea of essentially you end suffering when you stop trying to avoid pain, which is pretty much exactly what you're saying, right? I'm imagining these cows trying to run away from this storm and instead of getting away from it, it's just following them and they're miserable for way longer than these buffaloes who are just there and like, okay, the storm's here, let's get through this. And then they avoid they don't end up suffering the way the cows suffer because they're not so scared of the pain. They can live with that pain for a little bit. And I think that's such a powerful construct that we, um, we're not really taught, right? Yeah. (laughs) We kind uh of live in this world of like avoid pain at all costs. And we don't understand the suffering that we're causing ourselves by trying to do that. Yeah. Well, and that's even just like with our primitive, side of our brain, you know, where like, I mean, even back to caveman time, you're always looking for danger. You want to avoid danger. You want to, you know, you don't want to do the hard things because it's hard. And so being that Buffalo is being able to tell your primitive brain, like, okay, let's go. You know, we're going to, we're going to do this because I know it's going to have results in the long term. and storms don't last forever. All the storms have a rainbow. So what are some of the changes you've noticed in your life since adopting this uh, mantra of be the buffalo yeah so I it's 
it's been the, let's see. So along with being the Buffalo and having that like core analogy that I always refer to, then I've been, I, I have noticed that I have loved listening to like motivational podcasts, you know, and reading so many motivational books and, and it like, I feel like all the, those motivational things just ties back into being the Buffalo and facing your storm and charging it. And, and even to the point of where something that I've been really working on is, and I was telling this to my husband last night and it's been, so something that I've been working on is I've been trying to put away things like when I, you know, when I'm done with my curling iron or my straightener, I put it immediately away. I mean, little things like that, where I haven't had those habits in my life, but storms just present themselves in like totally different ways. I mean, we have those big storms. Like I had my huge marriage struggle storm and, and then we have our day-to-day storms where we're dealing with negative thoughts and changing those thoughts into positive ones and having that self inner self-love, you know, talk that we're having. And, and then even like picking up the clothes on the dirty clothes on the stairs as I go upstairs, you know, I mean, all those little things that if I feel like I don't want to do it, then I'm like, okay, then that probably means that I should. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been able to see those little tweaks. So in my life where this thing that I'm working on right now of just even just being able to pick up the house more, it's becoming way more automatic and a clean house makes me feel more calm. And I haven't, and I have identified with the person of, I'm not a really clean person, but because I've been able to face that storm and that identity, then I've been able to change that identity and being able to make that habit in my life. And so storms present themselves in so many different ways, whether it's going to the gym to work out or not eating the cookie or, you know, and, and I don't know, just making ourselves a better person. And, and what I love about what I also love about this analogy is that like the Buffalo, they don't go through the storm alone and they take others with them that, you know, their families, their herd, they take them through the storm because someone had to teach them at one point. And I think about just that little, like, especially where I'm having a baby here and like, you know, in, in the beginning of March, I just think about teaching my girls how to go through their storms in their lives and where I'm not going to be able to know exactly what they're going through as they get older, but I'll be able to teach them the tools that I have learned to then be able to have them be successful and confident in their life. So, you know, this podcast is called the Just Be Your Bad Self podcast. It's a lot about letting go of perfectionism. How do you balance this idea of facing your storms and like you talk about listening to motivational podcasts and even facing little things about your identity, like I'm going to be a clean person now. How do you do that from a place of self-love and a place of worthiness instead of a place of like, I'm not enough the way I am, therefore I have to get better? Yeah. So I think that because... So when I say like, you know, I'm working on being more of a clean person and, you know, that kind of stuff, I'm definitely not like, I still have very much tons of messes in my house, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think that I am being able to see my progress rather than 
Like I don't ever have like an end result. And I, and, and I also, a big part of it too, is when I don't do what I'm saying I'm going to do, you know, there's that messy part of our lives. I've been able to take a step back and say, okay, so what does that mean? That means that I am completely human Mm -hmm. and that these changes that I want, want in my life are for me. They're not for anyone else. And that even if I was, even if I was a very messy person, I am still very much worthy. I believe that everyone should feel extraordinary. And it just is like, what am I trying to say here? That, oh my goodness, my train of thought just left me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the worst. I just like, I, I guess I just think that, okay. Okay. No, I know. I know. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. (laughs) So I did a coaching session with my friend, Corey Pickett and she, uh, and, and her whole coaching thing is about weight loss. And she talked big time about, you have to love yourself now, because even if you get to your goal weight, if you don't love yourself now, you're not going to love yourself then. And, and I did, before I got pregnant, I didn't reach my, my quote unquote goal weight, but by using her like methods of being able to be kind to myself and recognizing I'm human and keeping commitments to myself. And I was able to lose a lot of weight and, and I recognized that when I finally did get there, because I had also been working on myself of just loving myself as I was in this moment that even though I got to close to my goal, I still was the same exact person. Like I think about when like our goals of, you know, entrepreneurship and making money and affecting the world and those kinds of things. I think that sometimes we think like, okay, when we're making like a million dollars, it's going to be so amazing. I'm going to have the perfect house and, you know, like the perfect closet and all these things. But the reality is, is that, even if you get to that point, if you haven't worked on your self-love, you're not going to love yourself. And it doesn't matter the amount of money that you have or success. It just is boils down to being worthy for you and not for anyone else. Yeah. I, I think my favorite example um, or analogy that I've heard, I got this one from Jen Kane, who was on my last season of the podcast. She talks a lot about coming from a place of worthiness, starting from a place of worthiness. And I love when she shows like these pictures of a seed and a sapling and a tree. And she talks about like, we've got it in our heads that like, we all want to be the tree, that that's when we'll be enough. But she's like, the seed is doing a great job being a seed. Like it's Mm -hmm. every bit as worthy as a tree. It's just different. And, you know, or a caterpillar and a butterfly. It's not that the butterfly is better than the caterpillar. It's just, it's just different. It's just Mm -hmm. changed. And she talks about on my podcast, she says, I, what does she say? Something I'm worthy. I'm enough. Now what sounds fun? And I love that. That's what you say. I'm doing it for myself. These are things that I want for me. I'm not doing these things for somebody else or because I don't feel like I'm I'm not good enough, but this what's this is what sounds good to me. I think this would improve my life if I if I set these goals. I'm still worthy where I'm where I am. I'm still human. And I love that you say 
if you don't learn to love yourself where you're at, it doesn't matter if you get those changes because mm -hmm. there's, there's a deeper problem there. I read a book that talked about, it's called how to make a million in a year or something like that. Speaking of a million yeah. dollars. And at the end of the book, he admits, he's like, yes, I made this money, but you need to know my life fell apart. <laughs> His marriage ended. He was living alone. He was like the most miserable he'd ever been. And he talks about how money magnifies things. Mm -hmm. He's like, so if you are a miserable, lonely person and you get a lot of money, if, if what you're focused on money, your money is really just going to amplify the fact that you're miserable and lonely. You know, if you're a really generous giving person where you're at now, then money can amplify that for you. Money doesn't fix problems. It, you, everyone's heard like more money, more problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it amplifies things. And so it's, it's really important to start from a place of, of worthiness and, and self-love. And I love that that's what you teach. Tell us about the challenge that you started. Yeah. So this challenge that I'm doing, it actually started um, like, before, so clear back in mid 2021, then I was running and listening to a podcast and it was talking about how one day they just decided to write a book. <laughs> and, and I was like, that's insane because like, I mean, no one can just decide to write a book, but they're like, but you can, if you know how to write words and you know how to use computer and put together a sentence, then you can most definitely write a book. Mm. And when I was listening to that, then I was like, I'm going to write a book. Like, that's going to be so cool. And then after I made that decision and, and I told Tyler, because I had to tell someone to make it a possibility and, you know, put it into the universe because then when it's a possibility, then I can, then my brain will start making a path for it. And, and I didn't, and that felt so scary. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to write about. You know, like how do you, how does one fill 300 pages of knowledge, you know? And I was like, oh, I could start small and I could write this 21 days of becoming the Buffalo and facing those challenges in your life. And it was going to just be a PDF that someone could purchase with like a workbook. And then I, I actually ended up hiring a business coach that helped me discover that what I really wanted to do was like a challenge because then I could share those messages, those daily messages in that, that 21 day challenge. And they could see and feel my like excitement and the power behind all of these ideas of becoming the Buffalo of of, you know, having affirmations and intentional movement and all these little things stacking on top of each other. And so then I, so then I was like, okay, we're going to do a challenge. And it was really scary to put that out there for everyone to say, Hey, I have this challenge and I have all this knowledge that I have acquired through the hardships that I've been through and, you know, the years of just learning and now I want to be able to teach women to be the Buffalo, just like I taught myself, but this time I was by myself, <laughs> you know, I had to teach myself and I want to be able to have an opportunity to have other women succeed and learn and grow just as I did, but in a faster time frame. So I'm currently right now as we're recording this, we're currently on day um, five 
I think, by day five of 21 of our challenge. And it's been so cool to be able to see the women comment about things that were difficult or hard or the affirmation that they're choosing to say daily every single day to themselves. And and just to be able to see them push their boundaries and their comfort zone and grow. And I can't wait to see what the end of the 21 days is going to bring for these women. And, and so the... So, and I, and then I just have so much more excitement to then continue to bring more and more women into this challenge to be able to find that inner Buffalo and realize the potential and worthiness that they have, that they already had inside of themselves that they just had to discover. That's so awesome. So what kind of things do you do in the challenge? So I have, they have a PDF that they print out for every single day of the challenge. They, it's like a workbook. And so there's checklists, they have grateful journals. We do intentional movement and breath work. We will, my women don't know this yet, but there's also like, well, we're going to be talking about little wins that we stack on top of each other. So that means like, you know, waking up with our alarm, making our beds, just little things like that. And all that we're trying to do is being able to teach our brain that we can trust ourselves. And that we're, that when we say, I love myself, then my, our brain is able to say, hell yeah, you do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you are amazing and you are extraordinary. And, and, and that doesn't mean that we don't have negative thoughts because we will always have 50, 50 emotions, you know, 50 negative, 50 positive, but we get to be able to choose what, choose what kind of negative emotions that we have. Like, I love this example that Brooke Castillo talks about that there's a, if you're a cave woman, you know, lying naked in your cave (laughs) and you might feel safe and you also might feel lonely. And so those are two two feelings, one positive, one negative. And for her to be able to learn and grow, then she's going to have to change that negative feeling to maybe unsafe, but, or uh, unsafe as she ventures out into the world, but she might then trade that positive emotion for a community and friendship. Mm -hmm. And so we're always, no matter where we are at in our lives, we're going to have those negative 50 negative, you know, 50, 50 positive emotions but by being able to help our brain learn more about ourselves, then we'll be able to have more control over the types of emotions that we feel. That's interesting. I've heard the 50-50 negative positive emotions before, but I had never heard it explained that way. That in any given moment, we have a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It's not just, because I had thought like, I thought that can't, that can't be a real statistic. How can I even measure that? Cause it's not, I thought it was like 50% of your life, you'll feel positive emotions and 50% of your life, you'll feel negative emotions. But you're saying in any given moment, we have a mixture of the two and we get yeah. to choose, you know, what situations we're in to kind of choose which emotions we're feeling. I've never heard it that way. That's really cool. Yeah. Any takeaways for the listeners today before we close up here? I think that just to be able, you can hear my dog in the background, (laughs) sorry. I just think that to be able to recognize that everybody is extraordinary and that that is the ultimate goal that I want the listeners to come away with and the women that I'm helping is that they are extraordinary just the way that they are. 
they just have to be able to recognize it for themselves. Beautiful. Where yeah. can people find you if they want to look you up? So I am, I'm on Instagram, Undaunted Soul Co, because Undaunted Soul was taken. But then I do have my website, UndauntedSoul.com. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure chatting with you today. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. It's been so fun to see the number of downloads that this podcast gets go up every week. And that is all thanks to you. I've had so many people reach out to thank me for a particular episode that really helped them realize something, helped them process something, or just helped them know that they aren't alone. And I wouldn't be getting those messages if you weren't sharing this podcast with other people. Word of mouth is so vital for small podcasts like this one, and you rock at it, so thank you, and please keep it up. Remember, you are enough right now in this moment. That's it from me. Now, just be your bad self. <laughs>